Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a serious XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. As my book is a collection of my 100 most memorable columns from the 1047 that I published between 2001 and 2016, one of those memorable columns is titled My Dinner with Roger Stone. Why, yes, it is. And each column comes with an afterword, by the way, where I then sort of update the story. But I remember that dinner... Uh, with Roger, and I remember writing about it, and it was one of my, my favorite columns because it was, I thought, just so colorful and insightful about Roger and about New York and about politics and so forth. Roger's on my brain for another reason, and that is that he has just released his brand new book, Stone's Rules, How to Win at Politics, Business, and Style. I got to say, that 
is an enjoyable read. That is, there are, those, those are words to live by. And a lot of those I've heard from you. Um, one of them that stands out is... Do you think that's because Roger borrowed them from me or that I borrowed them from Roger? I, I, I don't know. Maybe you share similar sentiments. Give Maybe me an example. Discuss. What have you heard from me that is in Roger's book? I have heard um, dress British, think Yiddish. Yeah, I quarrel with him about where that comes from. Oh, is that one that stands out in your mind? Well, in in Roger's book, he attributes it to Ray Donovan, not the Ray Donovan that I watch on Showtime, oh, no? but but Ronald Reagan's Secretary <laughs> oh, okay. of Transportation, Raymond Donovan, the guy. Well, let me get Roger, get Roger in here and talk to him instead of talking. I talk to you every day. Uh, hey, Roger, congratulations on the book. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be here. Raymond Donovan, we associate him with where do I go to get my reputation back? Well, in this case, though, the first person that I heard say it, uh, and it caught my fancy, was Ray Donovan. Now, I'm not saying he coined it. Uh, there's, as you know, there's nothing new. Everything is recycled. Uh, attack, attack, attack. One of my favorites uh, in this book, one the president should take to heart. Well, I heard it first from Richard Nixon, but he heard it from Winston Churchill. So uh, wisdom you know, often has deep roots that you have to dig to find out who, who originated the the maxim or the guideline. The guy that I first heard say, dress British, think Yiddish, was Bobby Greenberg. I just want to give him a shout out because he's gone. But he was the city treasurer of Philadelphia for Mayor Frank Rizzo. And I'll never forget when he said it to me. First, I, it made total sense. I completely understood. Hey, Roger, a number of these have to do with sartorial splendor. Yeah, I wanted to write a book that's not just for conservatives or Republicans or or Trump supporters. This is a book, I think, regardless of your politics, or even if you're completely non-political and you don't care about politics, you could still benefit. Uh, The the book is published on a heavy stock because I expect it to become dog-eared and people to mark it up and refer (laughs) back to it. These are my rules of the road. This is like guidelines or maximums by which I think you can uh, pursue a career in business or media or fashion or, or any field you choose. This isn't it's not a political book like the other four books that I have written. All right, I'm not going to I promise I'm not going to give them all away for free. But let let me just run through some of Stone's rules and you can riff on them, okay? Certainly. There are men of action and men of words. Well, I think this is uh, this was a favorite uh, favorite of Nixon's as a matter of fact. Uh and I don't mean to denigrate the thinkers among us. Uh the, you you have to have thinkers to come up with policies and plans and so on, but history is made by the men and women who take action who step into the breach. Napoleon very uh, briefly almost demurred uh, when it came to taking power in France, and then he stood forward, uh, and, uh, you know, the rest of his career is well known. One person acting at the crucial time can turn the tide of history. So um, you have to decide fairly early. Are you a person of action or are you a person of words? I also think, Mike, you have to uh, kind of see that within the context of the in the arena quote that's at the front of the book, which simply uh, quotes Theodore Roosevelt, by the way, a speech he never actually gave, but the quote is found in his papers, where he says the credit goes to the person who gets into the arena and strives. It doesn't belong to the person who stands in the sideline and points out, well, Smirconish should, should have said this, or he should have said that, or he did that wrong, or he did this wrong. 
Elise Murkanish is in the arena fighting, uh, putting Amen. forward ideas, standing up for what he believes in. I admire people who get in the arena, not the naysayers who sit on the sidelines and criticize. Is there any particular uh, priority in terms of the way Stone's Rules is organized? Like, I want to hit you with Rule 16 next, but is there a reason why it's Rule 16 and not Rule Number 1? No, there's really no, other than the the fact that we tried to group them in broad topics. So sartorial advice largely in one place, uh, uh, advice on food in another place, advice on politics in another place. But they are, that's only a loose organization, as you will see. Um, I, I'd like to get to the point in America where everybody's memorized the rules and someone therefore just has to shout out the number and everybody will laugh. You know, you know that'll I'm work. laughing already. Uh, rule 16, the only thing worse in politics than being wrong is being boring. Explain. Well, the point is, uh, look, in politics, I am, uh, I've been a showman. I plead guilty to that. And I have dramatized the events that I'm involved in. But dramatization is not inaccuracy. So, for example, saying that you had a back channel uh, with WikiLeaks and that you were confident that their disclosures would really come in October, back channel, intermediary, confirming source, all the same thing. But if you're speaking in front of a crowd of 300 people, you're going to use a more demonstrative or a more dramatic word. It's a perfect, perfect example. Uh, When people in politics, particularly candidates, are boring, when they have nothing to say, when they have no proposal, when they try to ride out the clock, uh, the voters start to look elsewhere. Politics is entertainment, and if you don't keep the voters entertained, well, somebody else will. Number 20, use a cigar. I wasn't sure in what direction we were headed for this. And you this make is reference. Not in the Bill Clinton sense, let me just say. Right, that, that, that was the first that, thing but... that I thought of. But you make reference to that, that tiff that you had with Elliot Spitzer, including with his father. Are you at a point where you're, you're owning that phone call or not? No, that was most definitely uh, Randy Credico, the famous impressionist. Very definitely. <laughs> Roger, come uh, on. Uh, so uh, who does a dead-on impression of me, I must admit. I see. Um, yeah. Uh, but the purpose of this, of course, is the old vaudevillian trick of utilizing the cigar to buy yourself time. You're asked a question, you're clearly going to answer, but not with before you play with your cigar for a moment to collect your thoughts. Groucho Marx did it. George Burns did it. It can sometimes be a very useful technique. All right, but wasn't that the the exchange where you said you'd been at the theater and somebody then looked it up and said the theater was dark that night? That's because the reporter who called me gave me the wrong date in question. I see. Uh, number 29. So I, I, I had heard of it, and on the date that the reporter read me, I had indeed been to the theater. He had conflated the dates. I see. I just didn't take you for a, a Broadway aficionado. But, you know, well, it was maybe, Nixon maybe... and Frost. Who would miss that? always an answer for everything that's stone's rule you know 86 okay i'm a practitioner of this number 29 i say it this way if you're not early you're late roger stone says be on time speak to that yeah this is something um again that nick Rui, who was the chief advanced man and longtime traveling buddy uh, traveling you know body man for richard nixon drilled into us in fact he would say if you're on time you're late meaning you should get there a few minutes early. Punctuality is very key. It shows respect for the people with whom you are engaged in affairs. I feel strongly about it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Roger, only a white shirt after six. 
Yeah, this is a tradition that's gotten lost, um, but by and large, you're supposed to wear a white shirt after six. And as I point out, when combined with a tan or even, uh, you know, a, a little sunburn really makes a man look vigorous, creates an impression. And this is all about the impression you're, you create, the way you dress, the way you groom yourself. That's how the world sees you. And you want to be, you want to look your very best as one of the keys to success. Neither of us, Mike, would hire a person who came to us who looked slovenly, unshaved, unkempt, scuffed shoes, dirty clothing. Nobody would hire that person. Just in reverse, if someone takes care of the details of their own appearance, they will take care of the details of your business. Always control the lighting. How so? Well, this is uh, something, uh, you know, now that I am uh, um, filmed and photographed a great deal, you you want to have lighting that is flattering to you. Um, CNN, by the way, goes out of their way, for example, to find the very worst pictures of me that you can possibly imagine. I knew, I I knew you'd I'm work it in. Hey, I knew, you'd, I knew you'd work it in somehow. I wasn't uh, sure know, I which I admit, I'm not rule. Cary Grant, okay? But whoever collects these, that you know, that they, the still photos... There's never a good one. They always make, always make me look like Methuselah. But that said, uh, obviously, Marlena Dietrich, you cannot find a bad picture of her. Even when she's out in public, she's mindful of where the light is coming from, what's in the background, and so on. So it's with a photo- photograph in mind. Never pass up the opportunity to have sex or be on television. Stone's Rule 99. Well, obviously, I stole that from Gore Vidal, and it's self-explanatory. Over tip, says Roger Stone. Yeah, look, uh, like you, Mike, I don't come from a wealthy or privileged background. My my father never went to college. He was a well digger. Uh, he worked very hard. He left the house at 5 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> he would come home at 6 o'clock at night, thoroughly exhausted, completely covered in mud. My mother would hose him down. He'd take a shower, he would eat dinner, fall in bed, and do the same thing the very next day, every day in his life. He never complained, not once, uh, and he and he took uh, good care of our family. Uh, I've had times when I have been, uh, when I've had more money, I've had times where I've had less money. I've worked for everything I have. When I'm flush, I like to pass it on. Doormen, cab drivers, porters, waiters. Uh, people who help me, I like to tip a little more. If if I'm enjoying good times, I like them to do a little better. These serv- people who work in service industries work very hard. There is nothing worse than seeing someone give them a, a niggardly tip. It's outrageous. I'm not giving uh, all of them away. Just one more. 101, pizza is like sex, says Roger Stone. Pizza is like sex. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Um, and I'm a maven of good pizza. I'm an aficionado of uh, the Connecticut style of pizza that uh, where the white clam pie comes from, slightly charred on the edges, very thin. Um, it's, it's unique to a region of Connecticut. But all pizza, generally speaking, is good pizza, with the exception of that Chicago deep dish stuff, which I can't believe anybody really eats that stuff. Hey, Roger, Mostly have you bread. kept... Have you kept these, you know, is is there one book that you've kept these in over the years? Did you acquire them incrementally? Just talk to me in a big picture about Stone's Rules. Well, Mike, last week in the launch of this book, I did, uh, without exaggeration, I think I did 49 indiv- individual interviews. 
Uh, and I mentioned your name in every one of them because you really were the one who kept saying to me, you got to get this published. I would spout a rule and you would say, you know, you gotta, you've got to get these published. You and Tucker Carlson consistently both pushed me to get this book done because it languished for several years. In the beginning, it existed only in my head. Then it existed in a manuscript. Then that manuscript became outdated as I learned new rules. And some of the examples could be um, replaced by more recent examples. So you get some of the credit for this getting to the publisher. I don't I don't see that in any of the fine print in my copy here from Skyhorse Publishing. But OK, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll accept it. I didn't it. see myself on CNN I, either. I thought you I, th- I thought you, f- you figured you'd get me fired if you gave me a shout out for I, I it. Didn't, I way, didn't want to cause problems for you at the network. Hey, but by the on way, radio, you, I took very good care of you. Hey, Roger, by, by the way, you actually gave to me the first I, it, it had to have been. the. It, it's probably like six or seven years ago that I saw this in draft form. And that's when I said to you, you got to publish this. Because exactly I thought right. they were hysterical. And you have asked me about it since, so I finally got there. It's true. It is absolutely true. Uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. It really And can I just say, I think people, here's what I really want to say to Roger Stone. I think people have come to in, accept a persona of you that in some parts is true and in some parts is not true. I think what they don't glean from all the coverage of you vis-a-vis Trump and WikiLeaks and Assange and all that business that you get questioned about ad nauseum is you're a very funny guy with some very unique perspectives on life. And that's what this book brings out. Well, I appreciate that very much. I tried to write a book, that, as I said in the beginning, it's not just a partisan book. I mean, there's some partisanship here, but you can breeze yeah. past it if you're not interested. On the other hand, you need to know if you're going to buy a raincoat, you don't want to buy a dark raincoat because you don't want to look like you worked for Frank Rizzo. You know what? I got to tell you something. Uh, I disagreed with that one. I own a Burberry in Navy, and when I read that rule, I wondered if that was permissible. No, it sounds like you walked out of Goodfellas. Okay. Just, just an All right, opinion. Roger. Huh? Just an opinion. Stone's Rules, How to Win at Politics, Business, and Style. Hey, Roger, thanks for being here. I should say you can go to stonesrules.com. Stonesrules.com is the most efficient way to buy a copy of this great book. Many thanks, Mike. My, my hunch is that there will be a part two to this. There could be. There could be. The or sequel. there could be an expansion. Thank you, Roger. Many thanks. That's Roger Stone. There you go. Stone's Rules. He's very uh, measured, I think. Yeah, he's a measured guy. He's a, you know, very, you, you've very bought into the so. persona. No, no, no. I haven't bought into the persona. I just know that some of the descriptions of his rules were rather colorful. Do the having rules, just flipped through it? Do the rules make sense? The rules make absolute sense. You know, some of them, I, I, he, I think he holds himself to a higher standard than I hold myself to, uh, clothing wise. Hmm. So I need to work on that. Um, up your game a little bit. I think I need to up my game. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I like. I, I like his um, his organizational like. If you're not early, you're late kind of thing is something I so buy into that I, I remember. That. I remember that night that we had uh, dinner. I mean, I've been in his company on many occasions, but the night that I wrote about and I was in his pied a terre in Upper East Side, right. he had a wall of ties. He had H- a complete how? Uh, on bars. Really? Yeah, just a, a wall completely. Of ties, fabulous, and Nixon memorabilia everywhere. But of course, Roger's got a tattoo I was of say, including on his Nixon back. on his uh, <laughs> on his back. So there you are. Book 
Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.